Hey, everybody. Welcome back to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Byers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to Byers Auto. Uh, Spencer and I are still, you know, trying to keep plugging along here, everyone, as the world of college football appears to be getting back to quasi-normal, at least for today. Everything could change tomorrow. Uh, Spencer, I think it seems more and more likely that the NCAA in the next week or two is going to announce that the recruiting dead period that has been going on since March the 14th will now be extended at least through the end of September. So what we're looking at is potentially a first season of the month of uh, college football, high school football, without any visits being made anywhere uh, by college coaches or high school prospects and no fans in the stadium at Ohio State. Uh, we're still obviously talking about these kids having the opportunity to kind of go and visit schools on their own, but they can't talk to coaches or anything when they're on the campus. So, you know, we could talk about the Sooner Summit that's expected to happen in the next two weeks in Oklahoma. But at some point, I mean, it, this constant delay, this incessant dead period is going to force kids to make decisions before they're ready. Um, and I think that that could be happening uh, over in Pittsburgh because there's a little bit of smoke this week that Derek Davis, the one of Ohio State's top remaining targets in the class of 2021, is now focusing pretty much exclusively on making a decision before the start of his senior season. And he had been like insistent he was going to take official visits. Um, but now it's like, what do you do if you're one of these kids? What would you do if you were one of these kids? Choose a school. Even I mean, though you weren't ready? I would choose a school. I would go there. I'd go to, I would choose the school. I would go to the school. And if I didn't like it, I would tell the NCAA, hey, you didn't let me take a visit. And uh, the coronavirus is the reason I'm putting my name in the transfer portal. I already know where, I, where else I want to look at. And uh, give me my eligibility because uh, it's not the NCAA's fault that the pandemic is going on. But it's the NCAA's fault that uh, you know, I guess it's NCAA's fault that kids can't take visits. And so well, what's, yeah, going, I mean, what's it, going to happen is that's, that is what's going to happen. Yeah, and we obviously are aware and preparing for, like, this new world of one allowable transfer without any sort of penalty. But you have to wonder almost, like, are they going to allow two for these kids? <laughs> like, it seems crazy, but, you know, th these kids – we haven't got to the point yet where a decision has been made on uh, the early signing period. Some people are speculating that could go away. I don't know why it has to. I don't think it matters if kids don't want to sign in December, then just don't sign in December. Um, you know, we've talked about it here before, but maybe there's a potential for like a late signing period back in April, because a lot of States are going to be going to spring football. You see players like Tristan Lee uh, in Virginia and Travion Henderson, who have been forced to, uh, decide either to give up their plans to early enroll or or uh, lose their senior year of high school football. Henderson is saying he's just not going to play football. Tristan Lee is likely going to stay in school. Uh, Emeka Abuka out in Washington is deciding still. He's back and forth from what I've been told about what to do between enrolling early or, or uh, giving up his final year of high school football. And it just seems like an unfair position for these kids to be in. But the truth is, I guess, what – else can you do yeah it, it's a bad position for everybody it's a lose 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 on every end there's no way to to win in this because if you 
enroll early. You miss out on playing the last season of high school football with your friends. And if you're going to Ohio State or you're going to a major Division One program, you're probably the reason your team is really good, right? And so you're kind yeah. of letting a lot of people down. But if you don't enroll early, you automatically fall behind everyone else who did enroll early, including guys that might be at your own position. Yeah. So I, I think there's no winning in any of this. The high school uh, athletic associations don't want to push high school sports back, but they're being forced to. Um, the The players don't want to play in the spring, but if they have to, they will, some of them. But, you know, that's a big decision. Enroll early, play high school football, or uh, go to your last semester of high school is, an, is a big decision every year. Now it's yeah. enroll early or play high school football. And to be clear, like programs like Ohio State aren't necessarily going to be as negatively impacted in this sort of situation as mid-majors will be because a lot of the kids that those programs are relying on are, are going to wait and see what happens with these other schools like Ohio State mm -hmm. before they make these decisions. So now you have this domino effect and, and you have all these 21s that are going to be looking to still be recruited and signing when the 22 class is going to be in, in, you know, up next. So just, it's just this weird conundrum that I don't know that there's really a reasonable answer to, but you know, for Ohio state, it's a class of 19 current commitments. Uh, a handful of them are planning on enrolling early. We've seen Jordan Hancock come out and say, he's not going to play this year because of concerns about COVID-19 and, and how that relates to his parents' health because of, you know, each of his parents has a, a underlying condition. And then you see Travion Henderson, Kyle McCord in the state of Pennsylvania uh, on Thursday. They're, they're still recommending that they don't play until January, and that would force McCord to lose his senior season. Uh, you know, and obviously Marvin Harrison as well. So there's all these just crazy things that haven't been determined yet. And here we are, and it's August 6th or what, 8th, or I don't know what day it is. I don't days. I've lost all track of days. Um, but either way, it feels like we should have the answers by now, don't you think? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I can see both sides of the coin because, you know, we could say one thing on a Monday and then, you know, whether it's the CDC, WHO, uh, top level government, lower level government, they, they can recommend a whole new thing on Wednesday and Friday. You're looking at the opposite of what you said on Monday. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to be one of these kids in this situation. One of the kids, one of the decision makers, one of the, I mean, the whole I don't care about the decision makers. Most of them are getting paid for it. The kids who are well, sitting I, there waiting to have their entire lives uh, sort of uprooted and changed because of decisions that maybe don't aren't really going to affect them. Uh, it just seems it just seems so well, unfair. I agree with that, but I do think there are some decision makers in this, you know, in these high school associations to help to do what's right for these kids and these student athletes in high schools. And so I think. You know, there are just so many kids that are going to be impacted by this. It can't be easy to be in anybody's shoes right now. It sucks that we're having this conversation in August because when this happened in March, we were just hopeful that, you know, maybe it would look like uh, other countries did and, and we would be back to some semi-normalcy right now. But this is the hand that uh, everybody's been dealt. And I guess the high school kids, you know, it's just some adversity they're going to have to deal, to deal with. And yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, this goes back to really what I'm thinking about is a guy like Derek Davis from Monroeville, Pennsylvania, the Gateway High School product, who's most people have thought it down to Ohio State and Penn State. There's been some discussion from when I talked to his father that they wanted to go see LSU. They still wanted to go down to Georgia. They had talked about maybe like as a family getting in the car and going down to Baton Rouge and just exploring the area because for a kid from Pittsburgh, 
you know, that's a big change if you're thinking about that school. But like that decision, if it's going to happen before college, before his senior season starts, which now who the hell knows if he's going to have a senior season because Pennsylvania hasn't decided. I mean, I don't know. I guess he can transfer to his dad's alma mater at Glenville in Cleveland. But, um, you know, there, there's all the stuff up in the air. And so the Buckeyes are in a position with Derek Davis where they don't know what he's doing. Nobody really knows. He's a private kid anyway. And that leads me, Spencer, to what I, I, a little game I want us to play to wrap up this episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Monroe and Byers Auto. A little game I like to call In or Out. And we've never played this game before, and I've never called it that before. So I guess I don't like to call it In or Out, but that's what I'm going to call it. And then we'll I'll determine. We'll yeah, come up with that, a better name later. Then I can determine if I like calling it that. But for now, I like calling it that because that's what I just thought of. Okay. So let's so, play in or out, Spencer. We're going to talk class of 2021, in or out. You're going to give me six names. Let's start with six. Today's the 6th of August, you said. Let's go with six okay. names in the class of 2021, and we're going to go in or out in the Buckeyes' top-ranked 2021 recruiting class. Okay? All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Is there theme music for this game? Uh, that's up to you. You're the one producing the video. <laughs> All right. Then, no, there's no theme music. Let's get started. Okay. Uh, go. Who, who's first? Derek Davis. Derek Davis. Out. I think he's going to pick Penn State. You think he's going to pick Penn State? Okay. I do. All right. Um, well, it started with some bad news for Ohio State fans, but maybe this, maybe it will improve. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. See, here's the thing. I, I asked somebody close to the Buckeyes uh, earlier this week where they felt, like, on a 1 to 10 scale, which I absolutely hate for the record. I don't like percentages. I don't like things like that. I think recruiting is a zero-sum game. You're in or you're out. So that's why we're playing in or out, which I like calling this game. But uh, the, the response I got was that their confidence level was a 4. And to me, that's a that's a that's not a great indicator. But here's a program with six defensive backs committed. Uh, they've recruited the hell out of this kid for three years. Relationships matter. Terry Smith, one of the coaches at Penn State, is a former coach at Gateway. I think the relationships Penn State has with him are just as good. Even though Penn State actually has more safeties committed in this class, I think that Penn State will win the battle because the perception with Ohio State having six defensive backs is that it's just too many. Anyway, that's my rationale. I don't know that I'm going to give a rationale for every single one of these, uh, at least not all right now, but that's the one for that one since we started there. Well, depending on what you choose in this one, you might have to give a rationale. Oh, no. Uh, Emeka Ibuka. Oh, I hate this one. Because here's the thing. In this game of in or out, which is what I like to call this game, uh, for the last 18 months, 15 months, it has been a surefire in with Emeka Abuka. Um, I'm going to still say in, but I don't think that any Buckeye analyst or anyone that's paying attention to how this is going can feel great about that right now because it really does seem like Oklahoma – who, when they were added to his final four schools list uh, two months ago, they were sort of an afterthought. And I think they were just put in there at the start of a relationship. And they have really, really moved up the list. Uh, and if I'm giving confidence, I'm going to say a six. 
instead of like a nine or a 10, which is where I would have been two months ago with the Mecca Buka. So I'm going to say in, and the next time we play this game, we'll see if that changes. All right. Let's just, in. let's just, let's just not, not hop back on the plane back to Columbus just yet. Let's, let's stay out, out West oh. uh, for, for two guys. Um, let's go, let's go JT Toy Tumalau, Tumalau, Tumalau. I'm not entirely sure how to say it. Uh, this kid, let's just be very clear, is one of the most interesting recruits in America because he talks to one person, and that's Brandon Huffman from 247 Sports out west. And so every bit of information that you ever read about JT is basically a game of telephone from what happened in or what Brandon Huffman said to someone else. Um, I think that Tuamalau is in based on what Huffman has said and reported and based on the conversations I've had with people at Ohio State about it. But he does not talk to Ohio State recruits. He barely talks to Ohio State coaches. Um, uh, it's not like the entire staff. He talks to Larry Johnson a lot. Uh, but I'm going to say in because from what we keep being told, keep hearing, is that the NFL development is the thing that matters the most to him. But – He's never visited Ohio State. And who the heck knows if he's ever going to? And that's a totally different proposition for a kid from a Samoan family 3,000 miles away as it is for Travion Henderson from a seven-hour drive. So I'm going to say in, but there's a giant asterisk next to that giant prospect. Okay, so there's three. Now we'll go one more on the West Coast. Uh, Rajon Davis. Rajon Davis is clearly this year's Elias Ricks uh, that people want to believe. It's like X-Files, like want to believe. Um, if there were, if I was confident that there were going to be official visits this fall, I would say that my answer could change. But for now, Rajon Davis is out. He's been committed to LSU uh, since New Year's Day. He has... Talk to Ohio State, yes, he's maintained consistent, you know, communication with them since he made a visit to the school back in March as part of a bus tour that was there for like three hours. The kid clearly likes Ohio State. Like, you can see it on his social media and stuff. He, he's a fan of Ohio State. Um, but LSU is where he's going to go. So he's out. All right. Tristan Lee. Oof. Lay. Tristan Lay. Tristan Lee. Uh, man. The Buckeyes need another tackle so bad in this class, like so bad. Um, as improved as Greg Studrara has been on the recruiting trail in the last two cycles, I feel like he's still struggling to close on that big time out of state prospect. And so I think Tristan Lee will be out. And I think he will also end up at LSU. But Again, this is a matter of can they get him back on campus and can they impress upon him the need at tackle? Because, yes, you have Paris Johnson. Yes, you have Nick Petit Frere, who could very well be gone after this year anyway. But then you really have a bunch of unknowns, even guys like Dewan Jones, who played more than we all thought he would a year ago. But he's still not like a surefire every down starter at Ohio State. I just don't think so. Um, I think the, the window is there. It's getting bigger for Ohio State. But – Right now, Greg Studrara has to prove that he can close on that big-time out-of-state dude. And I, I'm, I'm not considering someone like Donovan Jackson as out-of-state because he's from Ohio. 
All right. And Out. let's let's end on this one. Uh, baseball star, Tywin Malone. It's another one who just is extremely private and extremely quiet. Um, the question is, does playing baseball at the next level mean a lot to him? And there's this idea that it does. And if it does, I think that's going to hurt Ohio State because the Buckeyes uh, don't really want their football players spending half the year playing another sport. Um, and I don't think that Taiwan, when he gets to college, no matter where he goes, people are going to suggest that he can play both sports, but then they're going to be like, okay, but you probably shouldn't. Uh, I think this is an Ohio State and Texas A&M uh, fight. And I think Larry Johnson will win. So I'm going to go with in for Taiwan Long. All right. Uh, no bonus ones? You don't want a bonus one? Hey, you can do whatever you want. You got two. I, gotta, so I have a bonus one. I have a bonus one. Okay. Weird, but I have to ask because this is a guy that I think could still flip. Damian Robinson. I don't know, man. Like, is Maryland going to play football this year? Because if Maryland plays football and uh, they aren't good, which is highly likely, um, maybe that will matter to Damian Robinson. Damian Robinson was the absolute, behind Jack Sawyer, the number one player at the uh, defensive end position for Ohio State in this class of 2021. So they obviously prioritized him and valued him very highly. They were stunned when he picked Maryland when he did, how he did. It kind of just shut off all communication with the Buckeyes uh, on a whim. And I think that he's still out. I just don't see it happening. I think that what, unless Mike Loxley, you know, finds a way to get himself removed as the head coach at Maryland, I don't think Damian Robinson will go anywhere else because Loxley learned a lot from his time uh, in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the game is over. That's the end of In or Out, the Letterman Row recruiting game, starring Jeremy Birmingham and hosted by Spencer Holbrook. That's the end of this episode of Talking Stuff, thank God. I'm sure everyone is over it. So uh, that's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Once again, thanks to Buyers Auto for sponsoring this mindless dribble. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll check you next time.